Hey, what is going on, everyone? This is Eric Stewart from Fishing Fanatics, and I got an awesome guest today, Ryan Bea, who's the entrepreneur and owner of Beyond Braid and a couple other brands, too, which we'll dive in during this podcast. But, Ryan, it's great to have you on here. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Excited to, to always talk about this kind of stuff. So. Absolutely, man. We'll dive into your story about kind of how you got started with Beyond Braid and even before that, too. Um, then we'll talk about some digital marketing, too, because I know that's a big field that you're into and all that kind of good stuff. But let's start back in college, um, playing college baseball, doing marketing classes and all that kind of stuff. Um, tell me about your college experience. Did you really get a lot from it? Um, being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, I know a lot of guys don't really get a lot from it. So um, tell me about your experience there. Yeah, I mean, for me, college was, I went to college to play baseball. Like, that's why, right? Uh, I had an older brother who did the same thing, went to college to play baseball. So it's like, that was just naturally the next step. Um, as I was there, I started a few side hustles and got involved into selling products online. Um and it was all mostly self-taught through like YouTube and like my cousin bought a, a course on digital marketing and this uh, a drop shipping business model. He gave me access to it. So a lot of the stuff that I learned and apply in my business today was pretty much self-taught through all those online things. Not to bash college, but the, I think the information is just so outdated, especially if you like want to be in business. It's just like the, the information's outdated. Like if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer, right? You need certain skills that they will teach you, but to be in business, like those things that they're teaching you in college, it's more to like go work for a company to be a manager. It's not really to, to have your own kind of business. What I always suggest is like, if you actually want the knowledge and to see how a business works, go work for someone because that's where you're going to be in the trenches actually learning. So college was fun. I learned a lot of like teamwork skills, leadership skills, responsibility through being an athlete. But in terms of like actually the uh, education for building the business, it, it's disconnected. So you get some real life skills through, through that side, but business skills a, a little, I think it, it lacks a little bit there, but overall, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed the thing. You know? Yeah, no, I feel that the, um, I always like looked at it like a four year vacation. Cause I played a little college baseball too. And it was honestly like a vacation and you go into class and you do a case study on, you know, a company in 07 and what they did there. And it's like, okay, this is just completely outdated. I don't really yeah. <laughs> like understand even why we're doing this, but the yeah. online drop shipping courses that you were taking, um, can you just shout out a few names there? Cause I'm kind of in that field too. And I like, Listening to a lot of things. I think what it wasn't like Barry V. Well, it... no, no, no. His name. I think he was. This is like old. Dude. This is like back in 2015. I think the guy's name was Justin Cedar. Yeah. I don't even know if he's around anymore. Like he's not one of the the gurus that you see today. Yeah. Uh, but dude, it was like a. I think he bought the course for like three hundred dollars. It was a very basic course. Taught you how to build a Shopify store how to find products online that could sell, and then how to run Facebook ads very generically. So that's all it was, right? It was like learning the base skills. And then I did that for a few years and and it didn't work, but it was really when I started learning about the marketing part, how to make videos and how to um, actually drive traffic to a website, that's when things started to, to kind of click. Because it's one thing to have a pretty website and a pretty product, but if you can't get people to the website to see it, you're not going to sell anything. So I, I learned that. Um, I would want to say quickly because it took a few years, but now that's like one of the 
the, like the biggest things that I talk about. It's like you could have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, it's absolutely useless. Right. It's just completely lost if it's not ranking high in Google and all that kind of good stuff. And if you're not running ads, it's driving traffic there. So, but let's um real quick, let's stick with college because I think it's interesting. You D2 yeah. baseball national championship. Um, as I kind of mentioned before the podcast, beating Millersville, who's a college real close to me. And I know a couple of people that went there, but um, college baseball as a whole, it definitely teaches you, you know, get up early in the morning, go to weight yep. room, go to classes, yep. go to practice and all that like kind of commitment and that structure there. Did you um kind of bring that into your entrepreneurship, kind of like wake up early, kind of get the day started yep. early and keep moving? Totally. So, right. Being college full-time student and kind of running these businesses, I was very lucky to always have good coaches in uh, like 13 and under baseball in high school and in college. All my coaches were outstanding leaders. and I always give them props when I can. Um, but in terms of the regiment, right, you're just like you're born to like as, as an athlete show up an hour early, uh, always kind of stay later, put in the work while you're there. So while I was in college, my schedule kind of looked like um, every single morning while I, after I started, uh, these online businesses was every morning, the first thing I would do was open my laptop while I was in bed and then look at my Facebook ads, see what I had to adjust, uh, lower the budget, raise the budget, uh, answer some comments, whatever. Then I would go to weights, which was usually at like seven in the morning or six 30. Then you come back home, you shower, you go to class. And typically when I was in class, we were allowed to have our computers open. I would just work on the business, right? Like fine-tuning the website, looking for other products, editing videos, et cetera. And then you come home, um, you have practice usually in the afternoon from two to five, two to six, and then you come home or I would come home and um, then like fulfill orders or, or do things like that. So it was basically a full day for me integrating both college, baseball, school, and the business. Um, and then of course you have schoolwork. So it's like balancing all those things that I think just turned me into a well-rounded individual. So like even now, um, I wake up pretty early. Like I'm up by seven, usually working by like seven thirty, and it's kind of the same thing. You just you you fit things in. I still work out. I still play sports here and there, and you just kind of you, you fit it all in. So the college athlete lifestyle definitely like rolls over into real life. So absolutely. And then fresh out of college, working at Cardone Capital for um. Grant Cardone, who's kind of an online guru now um, for online sales, sales training. I love his emotional, like, kind of videos online. And I like the style of videos you do too, because it kind of matches his. But how did you kind of land that job? And talk to me a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah. So that was, uh, we, I finished my senior year. I was sitting on my couch in my apartment that I had for like a week left at college. I was like, all right, baseball's over. I got to do something now. So I, I got Grant's book, his uh, How to Create Wealth Investing in Real Estate book, and just read it and was super fascinated. Like, hey, like, you can really make money in real estate. So I'm like, all right, I want to get into real estate. That's that's the next chapter. I got uh, an online course to get my realtor's license. I did it for like an hour and then never opened it again. I was like, this wasn't for me. And I was sitting there after I, like, I closed the laptop and I saw Grant's book there. And I think he had mentioned that they were in Miami, which is where I live their office and I just looked it up. Their office was 20 minutes from my house. They had some positions open. I saw sales, customer service and investor relations. And I'll, back then I was like, sales is ill, which is wrong. But back then I was like, ew. 
it's funny you say that. I, I had the same mindset too when I was in college. Yeah, if people don't know, right? You just don't know what you don't know. Um, customer service, I didn't like. And then investor relations was on the real estate part. So I was like, all right, that seems interesting. So essentially you had to just send in a 30 second video of yourself, why you'd be a good fit for the job, sending your resume. I did that, got a meeting, kind of just talked my way in, was like, hey, I'm, I'm a good person. I have these businesses. I have some skills. Um, and I, I got the job. Like I didn't really have any experience in, like the job was raising money for multifamily real estate, something I had zero experience in. But um, I went in there with an open mind saying, hey, I'm very trainable, I'm responsible. And that's what they were looking for. It's just young, young kids that they can kind of train and mold. And I fit the role perfectly. Um, and I ended up doing really, really well there. I was the top fundraiser while I was there for a good period of time. Um, and it was just a, a really good experience in learning a lot about business, like how business actually works. Like I mentioned before, right? Working for someone, I always call that like my master's instead of getting an MBA and paying $30,000, I got to go work for someone, learn actual business and get paid doing it. So that's something I always tell people, like if you don't know what to do and you want to get into business, just find a smaller company in your area, anywhere from who knows, five to 50 employees or a hundred employees and go work for them. Cause you'll, you'll see how the businesses actually operate. Like I got to work with Grant. His office was like 20 steps from mine. Cause Cardinal Capital was still a smaller business when I joined. So we actually got a lot more attention from him and I got to like get on phone calls with him and he got to help me. So it was just a really, really cool experience. Just learning from someone who's actively becoming a billionaire and is now a billionaire just seeing how they operate and 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 just listening and, and seeing like hey all right this is how he talks to people this is how he greets people when he greets a family and they have kids he he always like talks to the kids first just little things like that you know so it's just real world experience that i got to to be around which is really cool that's awesome to be around a guy like that i didn't know if he was that available back then so that's, that's yeah it was cool so that i i started working there july 2019 so he was like, obviously he's very, very wealthy. I don't think he had quite reached a billion in net worth by then, but over the two years I was there, I think he reached it and now he's way surpassed it. And I think even now he might be taking a little step back because he is getting older. The businesses are getting bigger. So I think I was there for like the perfect period of time to get that experience and time. And I, I think I kind of left at the right time too. So it all worked. Absolutely. So you're working for Cardin Capital doing investor relationships for two years. And then during that period of time, you know, do you still have your other companies too that you're kind of like drop shipping, kind of messing around with? Yeah. So I had the drop shipping company. Um, I ended up selling it and then ended up getting it back. Long story there. But uh, essentially I started Beyond Braid while I was still working for Grant. Um, I believe like six months into working for Grant, I started that business. So I worked for Grant for two years, so I basically operated Beyond Braid in the mornings on my lunch break and at night for about a year and a half until it got to the point where it was big enough and I had learned enough at the job working for Grant. I was like, all right, I think I learned as much as I could here. There's always stuff you can learn, but I think I got the most, like 80, 85% of what I can get there. And my other business, Beyond Braid, started making enough money where I could justify, hey, I think it's, if, if I put my full attention into Beyond Braid, I think I could actually blow it up. So that, that moment in time finally came, you just had to make the decision. It was a super hard decision, kind of scary, not kind of actually really scary, but 
I mean, like the saying says, no risk, no reward. So I took the risk and it's, it's worked out pretty well so far. So absolutely. So that, that day, that week, that month that you decided to kind of sit down and do beyond grade, what was the thing that like sparked you to kind of go into the fishing industry, into the braid industry? So I actually had been drop shipping fishing products for years before that. And I had kind of, uh, mastered the skill of creating Facebook ads and and driving traffic to the websites like I had mentioned before, specifically for fishing products, right? I had been fishing my whole life, but so when I started um, a business, I typically do things of things I'm knowledgeable in and things I know uh, industry knowledge about because it just makes running the business that much easier. Um, so I had had a background in doing that before, and then it was like, all right, how do we take this, take what doing now and take it to the next level and that's where the idea of be operate form like hey let's take this this thing that we've been doing and, and kind of grow it and and amplify it so that's how beyond braid was born. and then you got awesome products too with beyond braid and all the different colors and i would assume when you're kind of sitting down looking at the braid industry as a whole you got your green colors you got like your kind of like normal colors yeah. was the goal to kind of just go completely 180 in a different direction and just have kind of like the craziest colors out there like the american flag color that i see there and like the blue and green well these are two of our um really cool colors that no one else is doing we got um the lava and the patriot right and you kind of hit it on the nail right the the fishing industry is just it's very old it's getting better now but it's been very old very traditional um just a lot of older anglers in the space. Nowadays, you see a lot of younger uh, younger anglers in the space, especially with social media and TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So that's was our little in, was making the brand fun, making it cool, um, having cool colors, cool branding. That's what some of, I feel like, these other bigger companies lack. And that what kind of gave us our little window of opportunity that we took advantage of. So awesome yeah it's definitely a cool product and my sister absolutely loves your product by the way she's a huge fan of um she loves the cool colors and uses it every day but when you were first starting out um was it mainly direct to the consumer and then you kind of shifted into the b2b um mindset getting like big sporting goods cabels and all that or kind of had that it's it's always mainly direct to consumer the the um if we do any re- uh, wholesale, that's kind of like icing on the cake, but most of our business is direct. Okay, cool. Just driving traffic through Facebook ads, Google ads, and all that? Facebook ads, um, Amazon, eBay, Walmart.com. So all those all those platforms is direct to consumer. So three years ago, if you could take me back there, starting the new brand, what was that like um, to just kind of like go all forward, start the new brand? Was it like a slow incremental climb? Of course, the paid ads kind of help drive traffic to your website and like social medias. But tell me a little bit about that experience for anyone that's out there kind of starting a new brand. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it all starts with an idea. So, uh, like I said, I, we already, I already had the experience of selling these kinds of products before. So it was like, all right, how, what can we, let's come up with a catchy name. Let's come up with, um, just like an idea of how we're going to market the product. You don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to mean like you're coming up with your logos and all that stuff right there. It's just like, hey, you have a, an idea for a business and then how are you going to actually like plan to sell it? Like what what um, what market position are you going to take? How are you going to market the product? Like you have to have an idea of what you want to do. So I had an idea of 
hey, let's let's take these products. We already know how we're going to market it, what channels we're going to sell on, what's already working, and then that's kind of what we went from. Uh, we like we it it took off from there because we already had that plan in place. So it was more like I knew already knew what I was doing. It's like how can we amplify it and kind of pour gas on the fire, and that's that's what happened. I can kind of relate to that too because whenever I start working with a new brand or kind of try to develop a marketing strategy. I always like looking at what's already out there and what's been working for other companies and then try to emulate that a little bit in my own marketing too. Um, Whether it's on social media, organic, paid ads, um, SEO, kind of all that good stuff there. And then, so what's next for Beyond Braid? Like what's the vision like moving forward? Um, Right, to continue to keep pushing it. Uh, on Amazon, we're number three right now. So always trying to get to that number one spot. It's a little difficult. Um, we're in talks with some big box retailers. Like we just got on Bass Pro and Cabela's website for their dropship program. Um, we did get accepted into a big box retailer for 2024 that I'll hold to say the name from until it happens. So I don't jinx it, hopefully. But um, that that's going to be big. And just kind of expanding the product line um, we have some new colors coming out um, and and just potentially starting maybe other, like personally, maybe starting another outdoor brand and, and launching other products. So if you look at like some of the big companies like a Shimano or um, a Pure Fishing or um, what's this other brand called? I forget, but. What, what a lot of these companies do, right, is they start different brands for different products. So, for example, at iCast, St. Croix launched uh, their their reels. I think it's called Seven Reels. So that could be another thing for us is like, hey, if we if I want to just go start making rods, instead of naming it Beyond Rods, which I've dabbled in, maybe just start a new brand completely. You know what I mean? And if we do reels, start a new reel brand. So that is potentially in the pipeline. Um, but again, it's, it's a lot easier said than done to actually execute on that. So business owners and marketing professionals in the Philly area, bad rhino takes the overwhelm out of digital marketing with tailored digital marketing services from social media management to SEO and PPC advertising. Our expert team navigates the complexities of the digital ad space for your business. Let bad rhino lead you to success. Visit BadRhinoInc.com and let's take your business to new heights. Bad Rhino, we do digital marketing so you don't have to. Definitely. When you look at like the big companies and kind of how the fishing industry is going with, the, you know, like you said, the pure fishing, the Inception Outdoors. Um, there's other one. There's a couple other ones out there too. But it is rather interesting. Rather outdoors was the other one that, right. I, that I was. Yeah, yeah, what those companies do, they have so much money is they'll, they just, they see companies like me that, are, will operate for three, four years, get some market share, and then they'll just buy you. So that is something that could potentially happen to us, but um, or we could become the pure fishing. You never know. So right, yeah, absolutely. Only time will tell there. So yeah, your love for fishing. You said you were been fishing all your life. Was it a lot of yeah. saltwater fishing, bass fishing? Only saltwater. Okay. So I live in Miami, and that's like where where I live on Miami Beach. So I'm literally two blocks from the beach. So that's. That's what we fish that um, in the Keys a lot. So all, all, all salt water. Nice. nice. That's kind of a nice segue to the braid too. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. And yeah, yeah, totally. You love starting businesses that you're passionate about. And the thing that I was checking out your Instagram before this podcast is you're starting up a pickleball brand too. Yeah, fish. 
So I, this is the new brand. It's called Professor Pickleball. Um, again, dude, it was just one of those things. I started playing pickleball. I was playing for like six months and it became addicting. And I just saw how fast it was growing. And I have a YouTube channel where I talk about business and stuff. And I literally, like months and months ago, I put a, put out a video like pickleball is, someone should do this. Like, like one of my followers go, like everyone always asks me, what's the best product? And I'm like, literally do this. And no, one, one person did it. One of my friends from college did it. He tried a drop shipping store. I don't know how he's done. I haven't checked on him, but I was just like, let me just try this and see what happens. Like I'll put it together a drop shipping store, which I did very quickly. I made like one quick ad and got a few sales. Literally it was like three sales in like two days. And I was like, that was enough to just like, tell me like, just, just go for it. You know what I mean? So, um, that was what I was alluding to before, before I started, I had this vision of how I wanted to market the product. So the brand's called Professor. Um, and the, my idea was I'm going to dress up as a professor pickleball and teach pickleball and teach in the ads and stuff. I haven't had to do that yet. Cause just the kind of the just plain Jane videos I've been making are working. Um, but that was just going back to that vision. Like I saw an opportunity. I was like, I think this could work. So I had the plan with the product and I had the plan to market the product. That's what a lot of people I think fail at is they just have an idea, but they don't know how to put the rest of the pieces together. So you have to, I think at least have those two things, the idea of the business, the product, and then how you actually plan to execute and market that product to actually get sales. Yeah. And take it like all the way through. Don't just think, oh, we have a cool product and people will just like find us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have, you have. And then, you know, you hit on an interesting point there, like your buddy from college, who's also in the drop shipping. And I got a few of my buddies who are also in the digital marketing and that's the field I'm in. And it's like how much, how important it is to be around people that are kind of interested in learning in the same things that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was one of the biggest things about working for Grant was awesome was just being around the people. Like I got to be around coworkers that were interested in business. Um, I dealt with a lot of high net worth individuals that had their own businesses. So just being around that will always pull you forward. Um, you, you, you like, it's the, the biggest cliche saying like your network is your net worth. But as I'm growing up and, and you lose touch with some of old friends, it's very hard. Like I'm finding it now to find people my age kind of doing the same things that I'm doing. So there's a very select few people that are interested in business and they grow and they're growing their own businesses that I really still connect with. And there's just a lot of people that it's like, obviously I'm still friends with them, but it's just not as close on a day-to-day -day basis because you just, you kind of lose interest in, in what they're doing if, if you're kind of not on the same page. So being around people that are always pushing you forward. And I always try to be like the least successful person in the room because that means you're drafting off people who are way more successful than you and you're, you're, you're constantly learning from them. So. Nah, that's a great, that's a great mindset to have. This is kind of like not getting stuck, just kind of always moving forward type of mindset. That Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here. And well, I appreciate you jumping on this podcast, talking about your story beyond braid and your pickleball brand too. Um, I'm going to give you the floor here, a shout out any of your social medias, um, where people can find you too on your websites to go check out your product. Yeah, so my Instagram is just my first name, Ryan Maya. Um, YouTube, same thing. YouTube is where I think I'm going to just continue to post the most content. There's like the most valuable stuff. The short form content on Instagram, I'm kind of holding back from that from now just because uh, it's just, I think that's 
to like sell products and, and get a following there where my goal is just to kind of tell people what I'm doing and help them out. So YouTube is the best place. Um, the pickleball is professorpaddles.com. You can Google Professor Pickleball, it'll pop up. And beyondbraid.com is for, for the fishing line. So awesome. Ryan, and real quick, actually, just popped in my head. Do you yeah. have any plans in the future to sell a course about digital marketing or sell a course about like e-commerce that people might be able to check out? Or I don't know if you already have that already. So I have a free seven hour drop shipping course on my YouTube channel. It's if you literally search Ryan Maya drop shipping on YouTube, it'll probably be the first video has like 800,000 views. Um, literally everything I know about e-commerce I put into that video. So I made that for the reason I actually made that to sell and I, I did sell it, but it got to the point where I was like, Hey, this is kind of not what I want to do is it, it was a different path. So I was like the video, the, the course was just sitting there. I was like, let me just put it on YouTube for everyone to see. Cause people always ask me like, how do I do what it, how do I do what you do? And I say, start with this. Literally everything I know is answered here. So it's, it's on YouTube. You can type in Ryan Maya dropshipping course and it'll pop up. Give away the farm, get people educated. It's the best way to go about it. Exactly. Cool. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you sitting down talking with me about digital marketing and your different brands. Um, Wishing the best of luck in the future with all your different brands and looking forward to that pickleball kind of blowing up too. For sure, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you. You just listened to the Fishing Fanatics podcast with your host, Eric Stewart. Feel free to check out our other podcasts and our other interviews on our channel on Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Check out our Instagram page, TikTok, and Facebook as well.